So now let's go to step number 12. Having had a spiritual awakening, as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Now this used to say, having had a spiritual experience, but they changed that. And the reason was there were too many guys and gals in AA waiting the hot flags, you know. <laughs> Whereas emotion has nothing to do with our relationship to God. So they changed experience to awakening. Now experience originally meant experiencing spiritual health. In other words, the first time I prayed, the first time my sponsor came to see me, every little help I got, that was experience experiencing spiritual help. But in order to understand it better, they now use the term awakening. And that means exactly what it says. How do you awaken in the morning? Now, I'm talking about the mind run of people. You don't suddenly stand up and say, let's go. <laughs> takes a long time to awaken. <laughs> Some of us, it takes an awful long time. <laughs> So we gradually come to realize a new attitude toward life, toward reality, toward spiritual living. That's the new awakening. As the result of these steps, now notice that. Now a lot of fellows will come along and say, well, look, Father, I've been around a, a long time and I never had no spiritual awakening. Well, it says, as the result of these steps. So maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe we better begin again. It doesn't say we can skip from 1 to 12 and have a spiritual awakening. You might skip from 1 to 12 and stay sober, at least dry. But you're not going to have this new realization of the true values of life and living and adjustment to reality unless we take these steps one by one each one gives a little and the cumulative result is this realization of these new attitudes toward life we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs now what do we mean carry the message the so-called 12-step work. Does that mean just calling on a fellow when he's sobering up or a gal when she's sobering up? No. That's part of the 12 steps. Any activity in or along the group, participating in the activities of the group comes under 12-step activity. Therefore, attending meetings, with a realization to give something to that meeting. You know, so many go to the meeting and say, well, it's getting so monotonous. Had a lousy speaker this evening, I got nothing out of it. Well, if you went to give, <laughs> you have to succeed. Every meeting would be a good meeting then because there's always someone to receive. There's a lots of new fellows and gals around waiting for someone to talk to for some uh, attentive ear that they can talk to hours on end instead of running the other way when they come around. We go to the meeting 
to encourage the rest of the people that are there. Wouldn't you have felt funny if everybody had the idea of going to get instead of to give? And the first meeting you went to, nobody was there? Well, if everybody figured that way, that's what would have happened. So therefore, if we go to the meeting to get something out of it, or to give with our presence encouragement to the others there, we will have accomplished a lot, and we will get a lot out of it. No matter how terrible the speaker is, or no matter how good he is, we will get a lot for ourselves, because it's in the giving that we receive. Then making calls when asked. And here again, I'm afraid some of the old-timers might sit and listen, that haven't made a 12-step call for a long time. That's insurance against the slip. That's 12-step work. That's part of the 12 steps. Now, it's not for me to say how often a person should make a 12-step call. Each one has to decide for himself. But I believe that if a fellow or a gal gets away from that completely, he's on dangerous territory. Because that, we call it, at least in our part of the country, is insurance against the slip. I don't go on that 12-step call to sober up a drunk. I go on that 12-step call to keep me sober. Then I have succeeded. Then I have succeeded. I have taken out more insurance for my own sobriety. <coughs> then uh, speaking when asked. And right away a lot of people say, well, after all, I'm not a professional speaker. Well, the book doesn't say anything about professional speakers. It says, tell them what happened to you. You know that backwards. So all we have to do is to get up there in our own way the best we can, tell them what I was, tell them what happened to me, and tell them what I am today. That's the essence of speaking in AA. Then uh, to give financial contributions when asked by the group. And here to me is the enigma of AA. How tight alcoholics become when they dry up in Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> The same guy or the same gal who thought nothing of going into the tavern, laying down a $20 bill, say, set the house <laughs> on me. Now the poor chairman or the secretary asked for a little extra donation. They yell to high heaven, really, and right away they bring out that time-worn excuse, no dues, no fees, what's the matter? When they put the two bits in the basket, you can hear their elbows squeak. <laughs> this is a give program. Sharing with what God has given me in my years of sobriety is doing 12-step work. Then by giving good examples of complete sobriety to my family, to my friends, in my social life, to my business associates, and so forth. By giving an example of total sobriety. That means by working and using the program not only to stay dry, but to be new people, to become sober and happy and adjustment to reality. Then by owning, reading, and rereading, and loaning the big Alcoholics Anonymous book. 
You know, there's so many today who come to AA who've been in six months or so, and they never have had a copy of the big AA book yet. Perhaps they couldn't afford it, and their sponsor was too tight to get one for them. <laughs> Such a sponsor said, well, why, why if he don't give it back? <laughs> well, now, what if he don't? This is a give program. Then to read it and reread it. We don't absorb that book in one reading. And we gradually get away from the thinking of the book if we don't read it from time to time. Then by encouraging those with difficulties, as I said a while ago, instead of running away from them. You've heard that in AA groups. Oh, here she comes. I don't get away from her before she gets me to start talking to me. It wasn't too long ago until you needed somebody's ear badly to talk to. So let's give them a listening, a willfully listening ear to the newcomer. Then serving as chairman when asked in the group. Then as the big book tells us, doing all these things with a conscious sacrifice of disciplining ourselves away from habits of selfishness into habits of unselfishness and love. That's exactly what it says in the big AA book. We do these things in order consciously to discipline ourselves away from habits of selfishness to habits of unselfishness and love. Now we do all these things and then we say we practice these principles in all our affairs. Now what are the principles we learn in Alcoholics Anonymous? Well, I don't think you will find a list of such principles as such, but I have made such a list by listening all over the country and all over the world to the various groups and to the discussions in AA through the things that I have learned and listened to, and I have jotted down, for those who wish to use them as a guide, a list of 25 principles which I'm sure you will recognize as having been discussed in your group sometime or another. First, I am an alcoholic. Remember when we learned that principle? She what a shock. I can't drink. Not that I shouldn't drink. Not that it's wrong for me to drink. I can't drink. I am an alcoholic. And although I'm sober 10 years, 20 years, I'm still an alcoholic. That's the first principle we learn. I am an alcoholic. And then the principle, first things first. What gave us so much difficulty in life? We tried to put the third things first and the fourth things fifth and so forth. And as a result, we were all mixed up in our living. Now we put first things first, second things second, third things third, then everything goes along smoothly. Then the principle of easy does it. Remember when you learned that one? Probably it was your first meeting. You were asking everybody, how long is this going to take? What's going to happen, you know? And suddenly somebody said, look, bud, you didn't get drunk overnight. And you're not going to get sober overnight. Take it easy. Easy does it. It takes time. We are human. We are rebuilding, as I mentioned in one of the other steps, a character. And that takes a long, long lifetime. Easy does it. 
Then the 24-hour program, we learned that. 24 hours at a time. The past is in the hands of God, his mercy, and the future is in the hands of God's providence. Today alone is mine. And my tomorrow is going to be determined not nearly so much by my plans for tomorrow as it's going to be determined by my actions today. 24 hours at a time. The 24-hour program. Then the principle you see on many of the walls of AA clubhouses and meeting halls, there but for the grace of God go I. Oh, how we looked down on everybody else in the old days, but now we come to realize that we can never look down on the worst of uh, God's creatures or the most terrible of man's mistakes. There, but for the grace of God, go I. No matter whom I'm talking about, no matter what they've done, no matter how awful they may be, there, but for the grace of God, go I. Why am I sober tonight? Why am I here tonight before you for only one reason, the grace of God? Why are there millions today, millions of people still under the throes of the darkness and the suffering of alcoholism? Because God, for some reason, has given me these 12 steps to them he has not. There, but for the grace of God, go I. You know, it is always amazing to me how anyone in Alcoholics Anonymous, how any alcoholic can look down on somebody. It, it, it's amazing, but uh, there are such things along the way when we criticize others, whereas we, if we realize there, but for the grace of God, go I, we never could look down on anybody. Then the danger of resentment. We learn that now there's an automatic tie-up inside between resentment and the craving for alcohol. Therefore, I cannot tolerate resentment. Therefore, when I become resentful, I will get rid of it, promptly get rid of it, lest it cause me to crave alcohol again. Then the value of apology. We used to think that apology for was for mamby-pamby. But now we know that apology takes courage. When apology is in order, it takes real courage, and it makes real men and real women. I say when apology is in order. I don't mean a guy going around and say, oh, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. I don't mean that type of person. I mean when there's reason for apology, that apology takes courage and makes a man and makes a woman. The value of apology. To make direct demands. Then the importance of decision. We learn that most of our problems in life start with indecision. And we being made of a simple soul substance, we cannot tolerate indecision. It tears us to pieces. Then we're told by the very word, de cheeto means to cut in half. Therefore, if I make a decision, even if it's wrong, it's better than no decision. The problem is had by making up my mind make up our minds, we either are or we aren't. Like the new guy who comes to AA, you might think he's a little alcoholic. There's no such thing as being a little alcoholic. 
either are or you aren't. Then the principle honesty is the best policy. Well, we learned that in childhood. And then we lost it along the way. And we ended up as pathological liars. But now we realize that nothing counts but honesty. Honesty is the best policy. Then AA comes first. And this means exactly that I use AA inside me. That's important. That's first in my life. Not that I use AA activity as an excuse to get away from home, to get away from the young lady at home or the, uh, the wife or the husband. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of them do that. One guy came to me just recently. He says, Father, he said, you know my wife, she's just raising cane about me going to AA. I said, well, how often do you go? Well, he says, I only go every night. But he says, the book says AA comes first. Yeah, AA inside. It doesn't say my AA activity comes first. I come first with God, and then my family, then my friends, and then my enemies. That's the order of charity. Then the value of giving, that it's in the giving that we receive. That we only keep what we give away, and when we die, the only thing we take with us is what we have given away. The value of giving. This is a give program. Then the necessity of action, of doing something about the problem. Instead of thinking it out, do something. Action is the magic word. The value of acceptance. That no matter how bad the problem is, no matter how complicated the circumstances, I can always, if I have to, accept it. And that is a solution. The value of acceptance. Tolerance for my neighbor. I may not like him, but I will love him. In other words, I may not like a person, but I have to realize he is a child of God the same as I am. Therefore, I love him. I wish him well. Although my nature, emotionally, I may not like the person. Then the value of humility, that the basic structure of all life is humility. I am what I am. And that's the only thing I really have to build on. What made me fall to pieces I was trying to build on something I wasn't. Of course, I had no foundation. Humility tells me I am what I am. Truth is humility, and humility is truth. Then the myth of perfection. In other words, there's no such thing as perfect people in this world. No matter how long I live, I still will be imperfect. The necessity of prayer and meditation, which we just took in the 11th step. The necessity of the inventory, which we just took in the 10th step. The value of carrying the message and all that means that we just got through discussing in this step, step 12. Then the value of the principles of the Lord's Prayer, which we enunciate to end all AA meetings throughout the world. That we're all children of one God who is our common Father. It makes no difference. Whether I'm black or white or rich or poor, Catholic, Protestant, or Jew, I'm a child of God, the same as the next person. We have one God who is our Father. Then the principle, no one starts at the top. That's the, another reason we got into trouble. We were always going to start at the top. And only when we got to the point where there was no place to go but up, then we got somewhere.
then AA is a selfish program. In other words, I'm doing what I'm doing for me. Then the primacy of the spiritual, that below all this, the most important thing is the spiritual life. Then the value of the will of God. And finally, the reality of death. You and I someday are going to die. And so I'm going to close by saying that when that day comes, there's one sincere wish that I have down deep that I shall meet you all again when that day has passed into the eternal serenity that is God's. And may God grant it will someday be ours. May God love you.